Welcome back to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. I'm Alan Jackway, and sitting next to me, Mr. James Bunnell. James, how are you? I'm doing well. Alan, how are you this week? I am pretty good. As we will discuss later in the podcast, we both won in our playoffs in the Defense League, and we'll be matched up with each other this week. You ready? I'm ready. For the the game that brings down this podcast? As far as I know, this is the first time... Certainly that we've been matched up in the finals. Yes, um, definitely. Since doing this podcast. And probably the first time we've been matched up in the playoffs? Maybe yeah. not. I'm not uh, sure about that last one. Last time but... I can remember. But So, uh, yeah. so it's exciting times. It is. And uh, we're going to the... see. Next week, um, maybe. Next week I'll be reporting on my own, or maybe we'll do it by phone. A little recap of, yeah. <laughs> of what happened. James, we have two teams left, and the one you got is really a doozy. They are, but not <laughs> not the good kind of doozy, though. No. As we will see. But here's, here's what I've got for you this week, concerning the Cleveland Browns. In Cleveland, there isn't much joy, for regardless of whom they deploy, they are 0-14, and they're making a scene, just not one you'd choose to employ. Makes sense. Yeah. They're, uh... It's been bad for them, Alan. It's been bad. Did you know, though, that they're actually not the team in football that's given up the most points? I did not know that. I knew that... I saw earlier in my research that they've given up the most expected value or whatever. Yes. Yeah, they're expected points. But I guess it makes sense, because they don't score enough points, and teams kind of pack it in at the end of the game, right? It's true. That's basically what happens, yeah. The 49ers actually have them beat for points surrendered. Um, and they're also interestingly not the worst team at scoring points in terms of points okay. scored right again though they are second from the bottom and i bet you can guess who's the worst at scoring points i mean it seems like the 49ers as always interestingly i would also say the 49ers are a good guess but Is no the, washington <laughs> you know it's another california team <laughs> Oh, interesting. The Chargers. It's a new California team. What? No, the Rams. The Rams. But the Rams' defense is good. But their offense is horrid. They have not scored... They have scored so few points this year. I th- I mixed them. I thought you were oh, saying sorry. their defense scores yeah. no as oh, in defensive touchdowns, right. defensive things. But I no actually, yes. Cleveland's had pretty bad luck on the turnover thing as well. They're they're averaging only like turnovers on five point eight percent of their plays or something like that. It's, it's quite low. Bad. And that you know we know that turnovers are more or less luck based. So that's. Uh, I thought interceptions weren't, though. I thought fumbles were luck-based That's true. interceptions aren't, right? That's so, a fair point. I mean, yeah. It's not completely. Also, it's not completely luck-based. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I it's mean, the Chargers, bad. at the top of the turnover percentage, are three times as many, almost, as the Browns. Yeah. that's uh, And, you know, some there's some noise in there, but at some level, also, these Browns just aren't good. Yeah. They aren't good. But, on the fantasy side of things, I think I have a first for us this week. Okay. There are only three players I want to recommend, but that's not the part that's the first about it. The part that's the first about it is that they're all linebackers. Cool. I only want to recommend linebackers from this team. I only want to call them. So, I'll get the boring ones out of the way. Jamie Collins, we knew he was great. He was great on New England. He got traded and is still great. He yeah. was hurt in the middle of the season, but he's 
back and he's healthy and he's playing like Jamie Collins, a freakish athlete who's really good at football. Um, the the other not very interesting choice is Demario Davis. Uh, he's only not interesting because he's slightly less good than the the last one I'll mention. But he's <laughs> he's currently scoring in the forty range, which is like you know borderline third linebacker for you basically. He uh, produces good tackle numbers. He's actually had you know a, a fair a fairly productive season. Couple couple four games with uh, less than three points, but everything other than that is six or more. So that's yeah that's not so bad um totally startable and then the surprise this year i I was surprised because i i really didn't know this guy's name until i went to do the research for this week but christian kirksey has been has put on a spectacular season and i went and i looked at uh, i looked at his uh a little more in depth at his stats and he's he's really kind of destroying it this year like i mean i think part of it part of it might be that he's you know a middle linebacker on a really bad team. So yeah. somebody has to make tackles and he is making like all of them. He's he's up to like nearly 120 tackles on the season this year. It's pretty good. And he's had he's had exactly two games where he scored less than 8 points this year. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's that's kind of spectacular. Um so you're super happy if you have Christian Kirksey. Um and that's about it on this team. That's any good. I we should mention Joe Hayden because we were really we've been we always talk about Joe Hayden on this podcast because like four years ago he was really good. Yeah, and he might be he's he waffles around in that area of too good in real life to be useful in fantasy, and then actually and then actually just not very good. Like he has consistency problems. Yeah, it's been strange this year cuz again he used to be consistent but it has not been good this year. So I don't know no. if that's a just giving up on this team thing or if it's a declining skills or what's going on there. Yeah, but. you can see how the argument might be made that he's having trouble finding the motivation to play for this team, mm-hmm. but uh you know, Owen 14, maybe he finds the motivation in the next 2 weeks. It's true. Sure. Uh, I mean, they're up against San Diego this week, and San Diego does have a way of blowing games. They really do. They really do. But yeah, I mean, other than that, there's there's almost nothing on this team worth mentioning. That's uh, that's where we're at. All right. Well, I've got our last team for the year, Cincinnati Bengals. And I went I went old school with this. Letter. I like it. I went back. I went back to the to the back to the board. roots. Yeah. There once was a man named Vontaze, who each week would have many great plays. But aside from Dunlap, there's no reason to clap. They never manage to amaze. The Bengals are almost as bad as the Browns. Yeah. That that last <laughs> line in your limerick, Alan, that's the Bengals like story. Yeah. Even I mean, more so than the Browns, I feel like. Like the Browns are always kind of exciting in how bad they're going to be, or and they always look. They start, you know, they always start. They, they get Johnny Football, and everyone's like, "Oh, the Browns are coming back!" No, that was a disaster. They get RG three. Oh, the Browns are coming back. No, that yeah. turned out to be a disaster too. Like we never feel that way about Cincinnati. Like, no, and it's, um, I mean, it's sad. I guess is what yeah. I would say. And, you know, they're kind of like bottom two thirds of the league in terms of most of the kind of metrics we usually look look at, and. And it's not great um, overall, and it's a big part of why their team has gone from being in the playoffs last year, I'm pretty sure, to definitely not being in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, so it's not great. But 
From fantasy, you do have two bright spots, and those are Vontae's Perfect, who is the 16th ranked linebacker, having missed three weeks for suspension at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Which means he has been pretty good. Yeah. He has a, uh, he had a stretch where he went 15, 15, 15 and a half, 28 and a half. That's amazing. (laughs) That's just amazing. Um, so, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, he of course followed that up with a one point effort against Cleveland. So, so that's something. There you go. But, uh, (laughs) but no, I mean, Vontae's perfect for all of his flaws, perhaps as a, as a human human (laughs) and as a, you know, he's got kind of a reputation as a bit of a dirty player. Yeah. uh, He does get the stats and at some level, you know, you, sometimes you got to just close your eyes and let a player go. Plus, you can use the perfect as perfect for your team name. Yeah. So he's got that going it's, for him. It's great. Carlos Dunlap, um, we recommended a couple weeks ago, and then he was bad, and I dropped him, and of course then he's been good again since then. But he's having actually a pretty respectable, um, if inconsistent, year at the defensive end position. And beyond that, I mean, I would still play Carlos Dansby. His He's been in every game and it's a mixture of like four to six points and then double digit games which is a weird thing he never seems to get that those like eight point dependable weeks um you know he's a he's a good kind of boomer bust linebacker which is of course a position we usually recommend not getting a boomer bust player for which is why he didn't make the limerick despite our I would I would say historical love of Carlos Dans. I loved him so much. He was the centerpiece of my team last year. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's just been it's just been hit or miss for him this year. And you know and, he's uh, getting older, so yeah, he, it's he it's is. he's just slowing down. It's that's all. Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. And beyond that, it's kind of depressing because in past years we've loved Geno Atkins, but he's been only okay. Well, and he was hurt um, for the beginning of the season, right? Or suspended or something? I don't think so. I mean, I think Is he that was... last year, maybe? He, well, so yeah, last year he was definitely hurt at the beginning of the season. Okay. This year he had some kind of lingering issues on and off, but he I don't know that he ever actually was inactive for a game. Now, he did get okay. some zeros, but... Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's some other players who I actually think are pretty decent. Like, I think Georgia Loca is a pretty good safety in the real world, but just hasn't translated this year, and that's I feel, think that's happened with a lot of this team. It's just like, it they've got some good players, and it just hasn't really translated to success in the way you would want it to. I feel like we recommended Michael Johnson earlier this year as a I think we did. I, yeah, I think up, we've but... recommended all of their defensive ends at one time <laughs> or another. But, I mean, Michael Johnson, you know, I hope that we recommended him in this good stretch because the last three weeks were one, one and a half, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, so good. So. I remember it being a while ago, so <laughs> Yeah, so so maybe we were right about it then, but it's not it's not looking good as we enter the last stretch of the the season. Um but that's you know, that's more or less where they're at. They're uh not good enough. They don't don't amaze, that's for sure. Yeah. Alright, we are going to do an unusual thing. To celebrate James and I being matched up Rather than give pickups, because at this point, man, I hope your team is at least mostly set. Um, yeah. Given that this should probably be your finals week, unless you're playing week 17, which we don't generally recommend. No, it's not um, a great week for fantasy. Yeah, so we're just going to preview by going through James and my team, and we're going to go position group by position group, talk about who we like better, and, you know, whoever's side we like better, that's who you should pick up if they're available. Yeah. 
So so we're going to do that right now. And I guess we'll start with defensive tackle. Why not? James, you've got Damon Harrison, New York Giants, who we recommended a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I've currently got Timmy Jernigan, but I will be replacing him with one of the two Patriots defensive tackles because Jernigan has gotten zero the last two weeks. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> sitting here trying to decide whether or not I want to play Harrison or Linval Joseph. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have to admit, though, I think regardless of whether I play Harrison or Joseph, I think my defensive tackles are better. I think that is fair to say. Yeah. Um, so let's go to, I guess, let's do defensive That's end it? because we just okay. did that. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that I like my defensive ends better, but yours are probably going to outscore them. So well, I have yeah. I have Joey Bosa. I have Brian Robeson and I have Ezekiel or Ziggy Ansa. Okay. Right. So yeah. and I haven't quite decided if I'm playing Robeson or Ansa yet, but it'll be one of those two, and it'll be Bosa for sure. I think I like Bosa better than I like either of my defensive ends, but I like both of both of my defensive ends more than either uh, Robeson or yeah. Except one Ziggy. of your defensive ends is Olivier Vernon, who's the sixth ranked defensive end in all of the. Yes, he is super <laughs> so, good, but I, I maintain that Joey Bosa... Joey Bosa didn't play the first four games is, of the season. That like, is true. He's a monster. Yes. If, I, if I'm just going for one game to rely on him for, Joey Bosa is the DN I'm most terrified of on your team. All right, so that one's... Is, so does that make that one a draw, then? That's I probably think it has a to draw, be, because yeah. I think I've got number one, and you've got two and three, because Chandler yeah. Jones is better than uh, than Robeson, or Ziggy Ansa this year, which has been sad. Yeah, yeah. But I hope next... He's been injured a lot. He has been hurt so a lot. I'm, I'm so. hoping that that comes back. Do you want... Let's save linebacker for last, because I think it's the position that yeah. is most interesting in general. Um, cornerback roulette world. Yeah. Um, I can tell you yours are certainly ranked higher than mine. <laughs> That's true. I've I don't got, know if they're actually better, though. <laughs> yeah, I've got Tremaine Johnson and James Bradbury, who I said to pick up last week, who yeah. I picked up. And, of course, got me two and a half points. There you go. Um, and you've got Xavier Rhodes and Marcus Cooper, who are both pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Um, if we, if I had to pick, I would say that we have to go to the matchups. And since you've got San Francisco and Atlanta playing against your cornerbacks, mm-hmm. and I've got Seattle and Green Bay, I'm sort of more excited about your cornerbacks' potential for big games that is true. than mine. Yeah, but your players yeah. are better, so I don't know well, what players, to make. That might yeah. be another draw. Oh, man. Yeah. What if it's draw? I think I'd give down? you guys the edge on variance, just because in, in one game, I probably want a higher ceiling than I do a lower, than a, a higher floor, right? Yeah. So I think, and I think you guys have the higher ceiling in this game, in these matchups. Okay, so tentatively chalking that one up for me. Yeah. Um, safeties, our teams both have good safeties, yeah. it turns out. This is probably a push <laughs> just because we've got really good safeties yeah so you've got landon collins and byron jones that would be number one and 15 by player rank i've got antoine berthay and jonathan cyprian which is eight and three by player rank um and i've also got harrison smith sitting on the bench because he's been injured for a couple weeks who was pretty good that's a good safety court there yeah that's probably another situation where we have to call it a draw because you have the number one and i have the two and three and you have the four um, pretty squarely, but those are all pretty good safeties. That's yeah. why our teams are good. We this get good is, safeties. Yeah. No one gets behind us. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, of course, bringing it bringing it home, linebackers. This is where I feel like I'm going to win this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've had great, great happiness to have Quan Alexander on my team all year. Quan Alexander is a is um, just a monster, and that's been very helpful. Uh, my next three are and we yes we play four linebackers for the most part james yeah. and i each play four linebackers 
um, Vontaze Perfect, who we just talked about, mm-hmm. Thomas Davis, and Luke Keekley, assuming he plays. And if he doesn't play, I've got uh, Robertson from New Orleans. And oh, those are all basically yeah. top 20 by player rank. Yeah. Um, Keekley is somehow 18 by player rank, even though he's missed the last couple weeks. I know. Because he's an amazing because he's an amazing linebacker. It's just, he's a spectacular football player. Yeah, I've got Preston Brown and Paul Pajlesny, and I had been playing, my third linebacker has been a rotating door this year, but the last two weeks it was Nick Bellor who replaced Mm -hmm. um, Alden Smith after he got injured. Yep. Uh, And I think actually Alden Smith was who I started the season with, so that, that actually makes sense there. Um, Preston Brown is okay. Paul Pajlesny is really good. He's, yeah, he's a consistently really good. really good guy. And uh, my fourth linebacker this year has been either Mason Foster or Nick Perry of the of, of Green Bay. And Foster was, he like, he flashed a little bit at the beginning of the season and then got hurt and then didn't play very well. Oh, and then the last two weeks. And then the last two weeks, he scored 17 and 10 points. That's pretty good. So I'm excited about him going up against Chicago, although Matt Barkley has actually been playing pretty well. But um, Yeah, but I'm Chicago excited. runs a lot. You'll get a lot yeah. of Jordan Howard tackles hanging around in there. Yes. So. And if, I'm, if I end up, and I'm, if I'm rolling with Nick Perry this week, I like Nick Perry against the disaster that is the Minnesota offensive line. Yes, so that makes uh, sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Minnesota. But I think you've, with Quan Alexander and possibly Luke Keekley playing. I mean, if Keekley like, comes back, I think I have this for sure. Right yeah. in terms of our, us that, saying the that positioning, might actually maybe be the, the whole, whole game. finals game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, if, with Keekley not coming back, I think it's it's pretty close. And our yeah. teams did score exactly the same number of points last week. That's true. In our wins. Yeah. Um, last week. Could, so, could this be the first year that the league ends in a tie? I think Do that would be Do we have a tiebreaker procedure? I'm sure it probably just says um, best higher record. seed or whatever, yeah. but maybe we should uh, establish an informal one. We could just play week 17. Yeah, that may be the um, best thing. <laughs> the, that would be the, the easiest way, 17. even though week 17 sucks, yeah. but maybe that's what we'd have to do. What if the tiebreaker was player with single highest score? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I kind of like that. Our podcast tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fine. Player okay. with single highest score. That's what it's going to... In the game. In the game. Yes, yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. You heard it here first. Yep, we've we've established a new tiebreaker in, yeah. uh, in flaunting the actual rules of the league. So there. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. Our theme and interstitial music is Dear Liza by Ned and the Dirt. It is getting to be too late to get their album in physical form for someone for Christmas, but you can still get it digitally for someone in time for Christmas. That is true. If you uh, if you tried. Not even that hard, to be no. honest. Yeah. It's just Google it. Yeah, just Google it, exactly, as with everything else. We are brought to you by Google and Ned to the Dirt Ned in the yeah. Dirt. Um, James, I have a hit of the week. Did you have a hit of the week? No, let me hear yours. So it was in the game last night. Okay. Uh, we record this on Tuesdays. So last night was, of course, Washington. Yep. And there was a run where Jonathan Stewart ran up the middle, and he was running very well against Washington all night. Yes, he was. But on one of the runs, at the end of the play, he got hit, and his face mask flew off of his helmet That's... and he had to go get it like re- reattached or maybe they gave him a new helmet or what but there, you can look this up there's a video online 
of, uh, of the guy hitting him, and you see the face mask kind of fly off and roll around on the ground, and then there he is getting up with no face mask on. That is really so, great. Uh, it wasn't really actually that like much of a hit when you was, watch it, but, but it was like, just it knocked right. off. So yeah, yeah, it was just it's all about angles, you know. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah, in a in a uh, a companion piece to that, did you in the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game the uh, the kicker managed mm-hmm. a literally you know they 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 when you're uh, when you dive at a player's you know players outrunning you and you you make that last ditch dive at their feet yep. as they're running away and you just manage to whack their foot enough that they trip and lose their balance you know we, we sometimes we call that a shoestring tackle he he literally made a like brushed one of the cleat nice. on the shoe tackle uh j- tracking down the the Cincinnati returner I swear, I watched that. They showed it in, in slow-mo replay like three times after it <laughs> happened. I swear his hand didn't even touch the guy. Like, it's it's the just the the faintest whiff of, maybe like, you know, maybe there's some quantum interaction between the electrons in, in the kicker's fingers. Well, maybe and, and maybe and he didn't touch him. Maybe he did it with his mind. That's true. I had not considered that possibility, but maybe that's the real hit of the week. There you go. Um, that will do it for us. At least I will be back next week. Maybe James as well by the phone. Yeah, uh, we will figure that out later. So uh, we'll have something. We'll have something up at least to just give the outcome of the game. If nothing yeah. else, I'll roll through how our our game played out in a kind of quickie podcast. Seems so reasonable. that will do it. From Alan and James, stay, stay low. low.